Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Nobody goes this far with coverage of yesterday's games. We came in for a mission. The ride has blanketed the NFL with many hills, four deep thoughts. And the coverage is now four deep. Four. Yes, I've been getting uh, emails and Twitter direct messages saying, where were Manny's four deep thoughts at the start of the show? (laughs) Well, we had to get Hollis on, but here are Manny Hill's four deep thoughts, not just on the NFL, but everything else that happened over the weekend on the sports scene. All right, number one, Reavers. Down, steps back for three. Nice. Nice move. Minnesota leading by seven. Real physical down low. The fadeaway is butter. Towns. Towns. Little show and go. Floater. Got it back. Nice. He stayed with it. Towns with 14 in the fourth quarter. He went to town as Minnesota gets its first win against Golden State this year. Boy, did they need it too, man. (laughs) Yes, they did. Yes, they did. By far and away their biggest win of the season. They absolutely needed to have it. And um, Towns was great in the oh fourth quarter. He was, the he was fantastic, and they gave him the ball, and that's what everybody has been wanting Tibbs to do more of is give Towns the ball in the fourth quarter. And I they have did. an amateur observation, Manny. Help me understand this mm-hmm. because I don't watch a terrible amount of Golden State Warriors basketball outside of the postseason, but he was owning Draymond Green in the fourth quarter. Well, here's the thing, and Hubie Way Brown, bigger than he is. Yeah, and, but, and but even Draymond Brown, against bigger bigger players is usually pretty tough inside. Yeah, well, it depends on the type of player and, and, and how you attack him. And, and Hubie Brown, who I love, even at his age, is still a terrific commentator. Mm-hmm. He, he made that point during the game yesterday is that, you know, Towns is seven feet tall, and he, he sure. has that okay. jump hook that he can do. Draymond is six seven, great defender, but he just doesn't have the length to to stop. Sure. When, you know when Towns is going over the top of him with that hook shot, that he can't, fade he away can't, that he can't stop it with like a minute left. That was oh, it was money. That was a big shot, man. Yeah, uh, man would you great. agree that maybe he worked a little harder to be open too than he has been uh, at, at times? One of the reasons they yeah. weren't feeding him is he didn't. You know he wasn't. Uh, you know I suppose, and it's different when Rudy Gobert is guarding him or something like that too. So. Yep. But, I do. Uh, Wiggins had a pretty good game too. Huh? Yeah, Wiggins played really well, and uh, you know Teague made some plays here and there. Taj did a little. It was kind of a collective effort. I mean, Towns took over in the fourth, but it was a collective effort. They they needed that win bad. Belly was really good defensively. Too. I I watched a lot of that game history because it, it was a fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. But I don't, and I don't know if you're going to get to this, so I apologize. But the only criticism I have, and it's probably the NBA as a whole, Kevin Durant, he did nothing but bitch. 
about yeah. every call he didn't get. My yeah. God, that's he what was, I can't take the NBA because of that. That's the one reason why I just I can't take the NBA. And, and he and he and Clay did not they did not shoot the ball very well. I think Durant was eleven for thirty two. I think and wow. Clay Clay didn't shoot the ball very well either. And that's when you got that situation and Steph is out and you know the Warriors got a couple bench guys out. You know Iguodala and those guys were were out. And then you get an off shooting day from Durant and from Clay Thompson. You got to win that game. So the Wolves, uh, the Wolves took advantage of things that went into their favor yesterday. All right, thought number two. Long three, no good. The Cats are the champions of the SEC tournament yeah, yeah. for the fourth year in a row, defeating 12th ranked Tennessee, 77, <laughs> 72 here in St. Louis. So I figured with it would be a nice segue to go from thought one to thought two is, you know, Carl Anthony Towns and then translating to his alma mater winning their fourth straight SEC tournament title. Uh, they they played pretty well. Uh, this is not a, you know, one of Coach Cal's strongest uh, Kentucky teams, but uh, they, they got it done in St. Louis yesterday against uh, my Tennessee Vols, who didn't really execute very well down the stretch, but... Uh, yeah, so another uh, another conference tournament t- uh, title for Coach Cal, their fourth in a row. How many has Kentucky won? Would you say? I haven't looked it up. They've had all they've, time. Of like, course, they just well they, they they've only had the tournament for what twenty years or something. But all time conference, they have to have won more conference titles than the rest of the teams in the conference. I think I think it was thirty one. I think was the mm-hmm. was the number I heard at the end of the game yesterday. So mm-hmm. now those are you know. Titles, okay, and yeah. I think in most leagues now the official champion of the conference is the one who wins the tournament. The, uh, I mean, there I is the so, regular yeah. season champion, but the, the that gets you the bid to the NCAA tournament. So, uh, yeah, Kentucky, they that's it. It's got it's. Uh, I tell you what, though, you stumbled on a pretty good coach at Tennessee. I like Rick, Rick Barnes. Barnes. Yeah, he's he's doing he's a good coach, job. man. He makes him play defense. He's a tough. He was the on the other bench in the greatest Gopher game ever played. Clemson, the, yeah, the, uh, double overtime in the Sweet Sixteen in '97. So I don't, I didn't understand if Tennessee was the two and Kentucky was the four. Who was the number one seed in the SEC? Auburn. Oh, that's Auburn, right. Auburn. They got, they got, they Honest got, Bruce Pearl. Honest Alabama, Bruce got, got his butt Alabama whooped on Friday. A, Alabama beat him by a hundred. Yeah. Yep. All right. Thought number three. Good morning, everybody. It's uh, five twenty here in Seattle. Excited about my lovely day, but uh, gotta get this workout in first. Uh, stay tuned. There'll be some exciting things going on. That is Indomitian Sue <laughs> early, early this morning uh, on his uh, Twitter. He posted a video, a little 15 second clip on uh, on his Twitter account this morning. Well, he is uh, going to be, it's not official yet, but he's going to be released by the Miami Dolphins after that. Big, huge contract he signed with them a couple of years ago. It just didn't really work out down there in Miami, and he's going to be looking 60, for a new place to play. Made sixty million in three years. Had uh, had fourteen and or fifteen and a half sacks. Fourteen and a half sacks. I saw. I'd still take him. Yeah, I yeah. probably would too. Future I, Patriot, right? Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Huh? You know, the other thing I was thinking too. I mean, he was in Seattle when he did that video. Maybe he might oh, end up yeah. out there with Pete. But aren't Carroll's they in squad? kind of a cost-cutting mode right they, now? They might be. They might be. But you know, yeah, maybe he'll sign there for cheap, yeah. thinking he can win a title. So who who knows? 
Well, I say uh, those are the those are the guys that end up in New England, aren't they? And play their arse off. So, well, like you said, Pat, I'd I'd take him I'd take him here, put him next to Linval Joseph on the front Ooh. line. That'd be that'd be pretty lethal. Good luck, good luck, good luck stopping that. All right, thought number. Well, four. if the if cheap Ziggy doesn't pay for Chris Kirk Cousins, they could probably afford him. Then, but. All right, number four. Granlin cuts into the middle. And Kyle Granlin lost control, and here come the Oilers with numbers over the line. Leon Dreisaitl shoots, scores! Power play goal, their second of the night, 3-1. Okay, I'm trying to figure out who exactly the Minnesota Wild are. <laughs> I don't, are you going to go on a Judd-like rant right well, now? I, I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, they go into Edmonton on Saturday, and they just... I don't know. Edmonton's down this year. They're not very good. There's there's talent there, but they just haven't been very good this year. And I don't I don't know what's going on with the Wild. They're just back they, to they, backs have not been kind for the local. Fellas. Yeah, they they really haven't been. And and playing on the road hasn't been kind either mm-hmm. to for the Wild. And they just seem to go on the road sometimes and just stink up the joint. I don't know what's going on there. Well, uh, McDavid got two right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that's, uh, you know, Edmonton might have decided to uh, to play once. I think the Wild's in fine shape. Yeah. They're going to be yeah. about a I think they'll seat. be fine overall. They do but have, this, it's... They have a problem, though, with other teams, with, when other teams are fast. Like, you, yeah. clearly, Edmonton was skating around them on, on Saturday night. You could just tell that they were like, when, and when they got down 2 to nothing, it was like, all right, well, let's uh, mail this one in because we aren't going to go. <laughs> what do you back. mean? That's the worst lead in hockey. That's true. Goals. That's the worst lead That's in hockey. That's what I've heard. That's right. <laughs> Well, when uh, they must sneak home and play a home game before the uh, the NCHC takes over that I think arena it's tomorrow, this weekend, right? Is it tomorrow night that they're home? Because so. the uh, they got the best hockey they'll see all year. They got Denver, North Dakota, UMD, and St. Cloud in there uh, this weekend, right? Isn't it? Uh, this I believe weekend, so. Right? Yeah. NCHC tournament. Yes, yes, the Wild are hosting the Colorado Avalanche tomorrow. Well, by the way, the Gophers, uh, who were a solid, solid uh, favorite to make the tournament, now uh, Michigan Tech knocked off Mankato. So uh, the winner of the WCHA is going to be a team that's behind them. So that drops them to 15th. If they get a couple, if North Dakota wins the uh, WCHA, and uh, Boston U or Boston College wins the uh, wins the other league, then they're out. So you could have that same viewing party that you tweeted yesterday for Gopher basketball. You could have that same viewing party photo for on Gopher. Twitter yes, for Gopher yeah, hockey. I was, I was wondering when the boy viewing party was yesterday. You know what? <laughs> I sent that out and I said, "Boy, this is cheap, even by my standards." <laughs> You didn't. Uh, you don't regret it, though, do you? No, I don't. But I did question my own <laughs> and sick sense of humor. I'll tell you that. So, all right, we shall return with sports person of the day. You're along for the ride with Royce. Yeah, Mr. Charm. Yeah, no, well, I wouldn't go that. <laughs> On fifteen hundred ESPN. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. The fact that the the best players um, on the team uh, believe in it, and uh, and then and they allow us to coach them uh, with within those parameters. Therefore, the young guys they watch us coach Jay, and they watch Jay um, play. 
hard and play for his teammates and not try to go for individual awards. So they they all follow suit. Is Jay Wright, the coach of the Villanova Wildcats, uh, number one seed, uh, one of the number one seeds, number two overall behind Virginia going into this tournament. And uh, Jay Wright uh, is uh, an interesting story. He, uh, what is he now? He's 56 years old, 57 years old. But he came to uh, Villanova from Hofstra. And, uh, you know, not a, not a big-time program in any way. And uh, what's interesting about him is uh, he came to Villanova. He was okay. Went to his fourth year there. They were 24-8 and eight and went to the Sweet 16. Then in his uh, fifth year there, they were 28-5, and five, went to the Elite Eight. And then, of course, 2008-2009, they went to the Final Four. They were 30-8 and eight that year. And uh, Bumo. They started going downhill. 2010-11, they were 20 and 12. 2011-12, they were 13 and 19. And after that year, there was actually rumors he might get uh, run out. They were upset. They were uh, going crazy there in Villanova because they wanted a winner and they didn't know what was going on. 2012-13, they did make the round of 64. 2013-14. they was the first year of the Big East. Since they went into the Big East, uh, he has been 29 and 5, 33 and 3, 35 and 5, 32 and 4, 30 and 4, and they have been a two seed, a one, a, a, a two seed, a one seed, a two seed, a one seed, and now another, once again, a one seed. Uh, this is quite a run for that uh, that program. And, of course, they were NCAA champions in 2015-16. It is interesting. I don't hear him getting mentioned among the nation's best coaches that often. Am I wrong? He, no, you're right, and he should be. He's He is one I of mean, the best in college basketball. And by all accounts, he's doing it the right way. He's not cheating like everybody else. Uh, and, of course, Villanova uh, was one of the schools that broke off and formed this Big East. And a lot of people thought, well, you're not taking Cincinnati with you. You're not taking UConn with you. How is the Big East going to work with just these 10 basketball schools, mostly private Catholic basketball schools? Uh, you got Butler in there. I think Butler is the only non-Catholic, right? I think Among them? So. Is he? Uh, anyway, uh, Marquette, Xavier, well, you got two number one seeds out of that conference, Xavier and uh, Villanova. It's my favorite conference because uh, you play everybody, right? Mm-hmm. you got ten teams, you play everybody, all they care about is basketball. It's fantastic. But Villanova, uh, as I said, uh, Jay Wright is uh, quite a run here. I could, I'd have to add it up here in my head here. I didn't. 8, 13, 17, 21 losses in five seasons. Uh, 62, 67, 97, 99, 129. 
159 and 27. That's pretty good, isn't it? We'd take it. I think we'd take it here. That is pretty good. And was anybody in the country not, you know, you were talking about their national championship when I forget the player's name hit that game winning shot against North Carolina? Jenkins, I think. Was anybody in the country rooting for that shot not to go in and beat the Tar Heels? Not at all. You know what? They ended up getting. Anybody outside of North Carolina. Right, right. (laughs) I thought their half of the bracket turned out to be pretty tough, too, didn't you, when you saw it yesterday? Yeah. Uh, there's some uh, pretty good teams in there, Although, uh, considering you're a one, it should be a 1-8. No one seed got it worse than Kansas, though. No. Oh, right. They got Duke and North Carolina in their bracket. And uh, Wichita, too, right? Did oh, that's true. Yes, I forgot about them, yeah. Well, they, they were saying last year that Villanova got kind of a raw deal on their draw. Didn't the they lose to Wisconsin? They lost to Wisconsin that's in, right. the, in the second round, yeah. Wisconsin was underseeded as an 8-seed. Yep. That's right, because they were mad that the Gophers got the five seed. That's yeah. right. I forgot oh, about that. What a horrible uh, job these guys did yesterday, though. Well, that, not think, only the committee, think, but... How can Southern Cal not be in the tournament? Well, not only that, but did you watch any of the selection show? I get that it was a very common thing to rip, but it was awful. I, I just shut it off I after just, a couple of minutes. I turned it on right after they'd given the at-large teams ahead of time. Now, I saw some people endorsing that, so then you don't make the team sit there and suffer as to whether they're in or not. But isn't that the fun of it? Waiting to the last, you know, the, they give the they gave us all the at-large teams beforehand, right? Yeah. I just, I never saw the, re- it wasn't broke, so I don't know why they, they, they decided to fix it. Cause, well, because it was the first time they had it themselves and they were going to change. And then, of course, they got to bring Charles out there just for ratings purposes. But as I say, Charles don't know what the hell. They, no, no. They're putting those names up there and he says, yeah, Loyola's going to win. You have no idea, Charles. You couldn't. You couldn't name one guy that's played for Loyola in the last 25 years. Uh, so poor Charles comes out there, and they, but, but it's all intended to, you know, and you don't have to do gimmicky things for the ratings because people are going to watch it. In fact, right? he was talking. All they want to know is who the 68 teams are. He was talking about that player from Loyola. Jonas Vasu Inuansa. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what what, what was his name, Charles? Jonas Vasu Inuansas. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't laugh at him when he said that. Oh, my God. No, I don't believe so. <laughs> did he? Anyway, uh, I thought it was uh, brutal, but I really don't have much of a rooting interest in this one. I mean, obviously, the Gophers, uh, we got edged out, didn't quite make it. Uh, I just hope about, my balls. How about neither? The, how about Wisconsin not even being in the NIT? Because they didn't yeah. win half. They didn't win half, right? They didn't win half their games. They were under five hundred. I think they were under five hundred or right at five hundred. I'm but just how pulling... about Middle Tennessee State? They yeah. played. They said you got to go play teams. They played all over. They played everybody, and they won more road games than any team in the country. Uh, and they still don't. They they still don't. It, it, why is Syracuse? In I was the just going to say. I am just glad They're that terrible. an honorable program like the Syracuse Orangemen get to get into the NCAA I, I, tournament because they love Bayheim. It just that's but, all it is. Yeah, they but why Bayheim. do they love Bayheim? He's a jerk. Know. I don't know, but they they they've always. He's he's always been just he always gives you a quote and he's always just this crazy person. Yeah, but he's usually it's an anti NCAA quote. Right. He's usually ripping them. You know, yeah. Bayheim's quote should be: "You mean 
They've got the FBI looking at us, and they haven't caught us yet. That's amazing. They're all high-fiving each other. Yeah. No, so let me go through those. Southern Cal. Southern Cal. They had the assistant that was indicted, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. They didn't get in. Oklahoma had the uh, Oklahoma State, State. had the yes. assistant that uh, they didn't get in. Now I don't think they should have. Uh, and uh, Louisville, Louisville, uh, I don't think they should have gotten in either. But uh, Auburn, they had to take Auburn. Well, and not to mention, yeah. even but if Louisville had gotten a, in, it would have been vacated in a year and a half. That's, anyway, that's the only reason. I mean, how can Southern Cal not be in? I it's, don't know. It's, it's they're the second in the league, and then you take the team that. T- Conference standings have to count for something. Arizona State tied for eighth. They tied for eighth, and they're in the tournament. It's a joke. It gives our guy Bobby Hurley the chance to win a championship as a coach. Oh, yeah, it's the same old Duke. Hey, let's get him in there. He's a Duke pukey. People will watch him and Probably Coach K. Coach K was probably the one who secretly lobbied for him to get in because, you know, that's his guy. Well, who? when's the first day? I, I don't think they can lose to Iona Duke, so when can we have our national holiday? <laughs> when, what, the second uh, round? Who they get in the second round? Who they get in the second round? Who's oh, Duke oh their the second, second round game, yeah. Who they get in the second round? I'm Duke? just uh, reminiscing a couple see. of years ago, Manny. I know you weren't a part of the show then, but uh, when they lost to Lehigh, I thought my guy was going to have the big one. He was so excited. <laughs> yeah, they lost to good. Lehigh one year, and wasn't it like what? Didn't Mercer beat them another year? But did Lehigh you know, was yeah, the 15 seed, right? Somebody yeah. in the stand. Did you see somebody at one of these uh, places where they were taking photos of the celebrations? Was holding up a sign with Duke's worst losses on it. It might have been oh, a North Carolina. Really? Might have been at the North Carolina one. That's... Yeah, Mercer, Lehigh, and uh, Richmond. I think was because on one year. Cause no, one Richmond year, beat India. Because one of, one of the years were, uh, was the one year they had Jabari Parker and they got beat in the first round. Mm-hmm. And I think that might have been Lehigh. That was probably Lehigh. I think that was Lehigh. CJ McCollum, right? Wasn't it? CJ uh, I don't. I, don't th- I think CJ was gone by then, though. Okay. Yeah. You mean they lost to Lehigh without C.J. McCollum? <laughs> that was even better. Yeah, well, I'll just sit here and wait and hope they hope they get beat somewhere but along the line. I think Lehigh did have... Jonas Vasilinovasos. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, we will be back. Sports person of the day, Jay Wright, the great uh, coach at Villanova. And you know the arena that they played in originally? when They, they kind of broke up the old Big Five that used to play in the Palestra. And built their own arena out in, uh, out there in the woodsy uh, suburb where they're located, Villanova. Mm-hmm. You know who paid for it? No. John DuPont, the man who, uh, the crazy guy who ended up shooting the wrestler. Oh, Remember God. That? Yes. The murderer. Yeah, it was DuPont Arena. He gave them the money for it. And they, uh, after a while, they uh, I think they took his they name off They severed ties. Okay. They took yeah. his name off it. Very quickly before we break, Lehigh, Duke lost to Lehigh. 75 to 70 in the 2012 first round, and then they lost to uh, Mercer. That was the year with uh, Jabari Parker in 2014. Wow. Uh, they lost to Mercer so, 78 hey, 71 a, in the first round. It's an even numbered year. Come on, Iona. <laughs> Come on, Iona. I, gotta, I think they're the Gales. Are they the Gales? If no, Iona wins, will you wear a game worn Iona jersey in the studio the following you know, day? You know, there's a little town six miles from Folda called Iona. Oh, boy. A little town. I'll go down and buy everybody in the Iona <laughs> liquor store a drink. If uh, I'm going to go down and set them up for everybody. Nice. All right. See you.
taking the ride with Roycey. Woo! This car is, goes fast! On 1500 ESPN. I own a Gale's Fun Facts this week. <laughs> as they get ready to play the pukies. <laughs> I the love Iona this time Gales, <laughs> The Iona Gales. Uh, you know who the most famous player in Iona history is? I should know this. Jeff I don't. Ruland. Remember Jeff Ruland? No, I don't. Big, yeah. The big uh, power center. Mm-hmm. You remember him, Manny? What was the Jeff name? Ruland. Jeff Ruland. Jeff Ruland. The mad Hungarian. Uh, no, he was a big old lug back in the NBA. He'd haul his ass up and down the court and knock people down. And he was, well, he became the coach there at Iona uh, for a while. Had some pretty good uh, success at the start. But his last year there, 2006 7, they lost their first 22. They went 2 uh, 28. He got fired, replaced by Kevin Willard. And uh, Tim Clues is now the coach there. And we'll have more Iona Gales fun facts as the week progresses. Uh, maybe greatest victories in Iona history, things like that, uh, as we as we get ready for the monumental upset. It's an even number year. The pukies could get taken out. Johnny Height, what's up? 2-28 and 28 would be a rough season. 2-28. How about 8-23? Go get them, fellas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this update is sponsored by Account Temps. Do you need accounting and finance professionals for long-term or recurring projects? If so, Account Temps Salary and Professional Service may be the right solution. Visit AccountTemps.com. Account Temps are Robert Half Company. Uh, Patrick, I must tell you uh, the reason that he blurted out uh, the mad Hungarian there. And and this yeah. made me feel really old. He was looking at the Cardinals announcers earlier, and Al Horowski yes. was there. Yes. He, he didn't know who Al was. So I know I, the I name. Was, I, I just was very didn't, sad. I didn't realize. Mad Hungarian. Oh, I'm old. Man, he was great. Well, he pitched in the 70s, boys. I hate to break it. I, had I wasn't to, alive uh, then. I had to do a, a play-acting thing where I went to the back of the mound and, and played you know, the... Uh, then you played the role of the mad exactly we call you the mad norwegian <laughs> yeah i'm not we norwegian. should call uh, we should call uh, where's uh, moya from oh, lefty. uh isn't he isn't he a dominican republic i don't know where he's from well, look he's him up. a mad whatever he is he's, he's, yeah, a, he's a exactly Twins getting underway and just now they're playing the Yankees in an evening game. Uh, Twins making it official today. Lance Lynn uh, is signing a contract one year, 12 mil. He will make a start already tomorrow against the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Some Vikings news today. They placed a second round tender on Nick Easton, who's a restricted free agent. The second round tender means that Easton can negotiate with other teams, but the Vikings have the option to match any deal and will get a second round selection if they do not match. It also means he'll make $2.9 million in 2018 unless he can also work out a contract extension as Adam Thielen did with the Vikings back in 2017. Some uh, former Viking news. Former Vikings punter Jeff Locke has a new job. He lands in San Francisco, signed a one-year deal with the 49ers. And uh, it looks like Adrian Peterson's days are numbered with the Arizona Cardinals. ESPN reporting that the Cardinals will release him. Last season, the former Viking signed with the Saints, but was traded to Arizona after an injury to their running back, David Johnson. He did have two 100-yard games for Arizona, ended up with 529 yards on 156 carries. Gabriel Moya will be the wacky Venezuelan. That's it. He's a Venezuelan. And uh, the only trouble was I would have answered sooner, but uh, when you type Gabriel in, you get Gabriel Union, and I had to watch that for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Distract. I got distracted. You got distracted. Very understandable. Very understandable. I had to go look at images for a minute. So, uh, okay. This is not the Twins relief (laughs) picture. No, it's not him. I guess it's not him. (laughs) 
Uh, not uh, not good news for Minnesota United. Uh, their star, Kevin Mol- uh, Mol- Molino, tore the ACL in his left knee. He'll be out for the rest of the season. He will undergo surgery in the coming, week, uh, coming weeks. Of course, uh, we carry their games right here. They'll play Chicago Saturday at 1 o'clock, pre-match. How's our guy Terhart doing as a play-by-play guy he's, on soccer? He's really good. Is he really? Yes. I mean, huh. I'm, not a, I'm not a soccer fan, but Terhart could call anything, and I'm going to listen. He's good. You know where uh, you know where uh, Kevin Molina, who he played for, don't you? No, Trinidad and Tobago. Really? And he's supposed to be in the World Cup with them this year. That's oh. got to be a terrible loss for uh, Trinidad and Tobago, uh-huh. who, of course, no wait, they didn't make it to the World Cup. They kept us from going they, they to the did, World uh, Cup. Yeah, they did yes. beat the U.S. The worst <laughs> loss in the history of U.S. <laughs> soccer. <laughs> Uh, what is, speaking of announcers... They made the turkeys of the year, that soccer team, that's right. uh, for that loss to Trinidad and Tobago. Wait, even it's worse than... Costa, Bleepin, and <laughs> Rica. Oh, Costa Rica's a powerhouse compared to... Oh. As somebody said, we could beat Trinidad and we could beat Tobago, but if you put them together, look the hell out. We got trouble. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of announcers, uh, if you watch uh, New York Yankee baseball on the package, Ken Singleton has been with them for a while on the S Network. He announced today after the season he's retiring. Really? Yeah, he's been. Bring t- back Rizzuto. He's he's dead, Patrick. I know, but he was still. But how would you know the difference? <laughs> holy cow! All you have to do is all you have point. to do is get a little tape saying, "Holy cow." <laughs> The longtime analyst and sometimes a play-by-play guy, he does their West Coast games when they're out on the West Coast, announced on Twitter this would be his final season in the booth for the Yes Network, punctuating the announcement with his signature home run call. A singleton, of course, was a player before he was an announcer, played 15 years, Mets and Orioles, 1979 MVP, runner-up in the American League, had almost 250 was, home runs and hit 282. Was he TV or radio, Johnny? TV, television. I got a Very piping good. hot prediction. Very good switch hitter. A Rod will replace him. That's probably true. Yes, yeah. they they have a revolving. I mean, they have oh, they do. A Flaherty, John Flaherty, David Cohn. They all sit in with Michael K. Different nights, it's different people. So they 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 got a lot of folks running through their uh, broadcast booth, as they say. So. All right, Johnny. Thank you. You bet. Dutcher was the longtime assistant, uh, number one assistant for Steve Fisher at Michigan and now at San Diego State. Uh, they beat Gonzaga early in the year. Brian, I saw that game, and uh, I thought it was going to be easy for you guys. And then uh, you, you ran into some tough times. You had some injuries, right? Absolutely. You know, Patrick, it always seems when you win a game like that, everything's rolling downhill, and then you, see, you hit that speed bump, and it slows you down. And this year for us, it was our... Uh, senior guard captain uh, Trey Kell missed all of part of eight games. And when we got him back uh, four weeks ago, we've been on a nine-game win streak since. Wow. Uh, you know what it proves? Basketball seasons last a long time, doesn't it, Brian? That you... Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So it's been, uh, it's been a journey. Obviously, my first year as a head coach, having spent uh, 18 years here as an assistant. But uh, it's been a, a, a great team for me and uh, to get that postseason conference title was a real uh, boost for our team uh, heading into the NCAA tournament. Hey, uh, Brian, what down the stretch there? I know you beat Nevada late in the season. What uh, Was that kind of the momentum? I mean, you'd won some games then, but was that the one that kind of got you rolling or what? Yeah, to, to get a chance to play uh, uh, Nevada, who was nationally ranked, I think, 21st at the time, 
on our home floor for senior night. You know, we played a really good game, and then to see him just one week later in the conference tournament uh, gave us another opportunity to get a quality win and boost our confidence. And and uh, Muss has a great team. Eric Musselman is obviously the coach there. He's done a fantastic job. They won the regular season. And to get a chance to beat them twice uh, in a week really uh, uh, boosted our confidence. So you go to Vegas. Uh, tell us, which, uh, which one of the arenas in Vegas do you guys play your tournament in? We play right at the Thomas and Mac. Okay. Where, uh, UNLV plays their home sure. games. And so that's always been a sticking point in our conference. Like if they really got good and end up winning four or five of those things in a row, everyone would be complaining, why are they playing on their home floor? But the league has been so good and Vegas has had their moments, but not enough for anyone to think, let's move it out of there. And uh, you guys go in there. Now you're on the high when you get there, right? But you still had to win four games. Well, we we made it out of the playing game, Patrick. Okay. If we hadn't have won our last game, we'd have had four to play. But we just got out of the playing game. We finished in a tie for fourth place in the league. Okay. And uh, got the fifth seed in the tournament. So we only had to play three. And we beat Fresno State the first game, who had beaten us twice during the regular season. We beat uh, Nevada in the second game, who we split with. And then we played a, a red-hot New Mexico team that had won seven in a row coming into that game and beat them in the title game. Uh, say, uh, Brian Dutcher's with us, first-year coach at San Diego State, going to the NCAA tournament. So you're playing the conference champs in the semifinals, and it's 55-25 at the half. What the heck was going on there? You guys were up by 30. You know, when the ball starts going in like that, the, the rim looks the size of the ocean. Everything you throw up is going in. And I wish I would have just bottled a few of those points and saved them for our NCAA game with Houston on Thursday. But, uh, no, we had a magic game. Uh, we got momentum, and we just kept it rolling. So, uh, Nevada, uh, they kind of play the, uh, you know, the, the, the shoot the threes and the driver, drive and kick and shoot the threes. What, what's your style? You know, we're really sharing the ball. You know, we uh, average 15 assists a game. Uh, the biggest difference, Patrick, in our year is our defense got better. We've always been known for our defense, but uh, we struggled defensively uh, in the middle of the year, and then uh, we recommitted ourselves. We started playing defensively, and that kind of spurred on our run. Now, this uh, – uh, did you – were you playing a young team, bunch of experienced guys when you took over as coach? What, what's your roster look like? You know, I got left with two seniors that were very good, highly recruited Malik Pope and Trey Cal, both of them in their senior year. They'd gone to the NCAA tournament as freshmen, and uh, we got beat by Duke in the second game. And uh, it's just so great to take them back their senior year for uh, a second chance at this event. And so I've got two freshman starters that are both averaging double figures. Uh, i got a, a junior point guard. And so we have a good mix of uh, experience with youth, and uh, we're playing good basketball right now. All right. When you guys came out there uh, back when, what, 18 years ago, uh, San Diego State, when did it become an event? Because I've uh, been out there for some college. Uh, it's a different kind of campus, and it was, uh, you know, you were kind of in the pro town and lost in the shuffle. When did you start filling that arena? Well, we started winning. You know, San Diego's a town for winners. You know, right now I'm standing outside. It's about 75 degrees, and there's a lot of things to do. So you don't need to go into the gym to escape the cold. So you have to win for them to come, and uh, we've won. Uh, we've, we're sold out for the sixth straight year, every ticket, 12,414. So we have great attendance. We have great support. 
and we have a waiting list to get in. So uh, that happens with winning. If we start to lose, then those seats will start to look empty. But uh, we're on a roll right now and uh, grateful for it. Hey, uh, Kawhi Leonard, of course, uh, you had him. Uh, what? Uh, how'd you guys get him? And uh, I know that he was an under-the-radar guy. And uh, what's, what? when you can tell people Kawhi Leonard played for you, that has to help in recruiting, I would guess, huh? Absolutely. When you have one of the top, arguably top five players in the world played at your college, then that opened some eyes. And uh, Kawhi was a classic guy, Patrick, where people thought he was not skilled enough to be a small forward and not big enough to be a power forward. But he was both of those things. He, he had incredible length, a uh, wingspan. He had big hands, uh, and he was more skilled than people gave him credit for. So we got him in here. We played him everywhere from the point guard to the small forward and, and had him for two years, and he was magical. He took us to a sweet 16 uh, and uh, was just a fantastic player for us. Uh, you mentioned Eric Musselman. Of course, your dad replaced uh, Eric Musselman, uh, Bill Musselman, uh, Eric's dad, at the University of Minnesota. Do you guys go back, or do you, had you not really uh, cross paths too much uh, in your careers? You know, we cross paths from time to time because, you know, hometown really now for Eric is uh, San Diego. His mother lives here, and uh, I think he's uh, either got a house or getting a house here. And so Eric comes to San Diego. He went to the University of San Diego. His son, I think, goes to the University of San Diego. And so Eric's got San Diego ties. So I see him from time to time away from basketball, and he's just done a magnificent job with that Nevada program. Now, uh, I talked to your dad yesterday, and, man, he sounded like he was 30 years old. He was so excited talking about the tournament run you guys had. He said he came out for his two-week winter vacation, and things were not at their highest ebb then. He said you were a little, uh, he said he had to kind of help you lift up your spirits a little. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know how that is, coaching. You're going to have that losing streak. And, and uh, like I said, I'll give them full credit. Everybody wants credit when you win, and they're, they run and hide when you lose. So we got on a win streak when he came out here. So I'm going to give him his part of that credit for sure. And uh, he uh, he still loves the game, that's for sure. And he watches, he figures out a way to watch dang near all your games. And uh, he's uh, still involved in it. So uh, Houston, you got Houston in the first round. Uh, what do you what do you see there? You know, it's Calvin Sampson who was at Indiana. Oh, yeah. Obviously, is their head coach, and then uh, he spent time at Washington State and was an assistant, I think, for Kevin McHale with the Rockets. So Calvin's a storied coach. He's a hard nosed guy, and his teams reflect that. They play. Very physical, very tough basketball, and uh, I know they lost in their conference championship game to Cincinnati on Sunday. So they had won four, five, six in a row and playing good basketball. So it'll be a real challenge for us on Thursday in Wichita. And, uh, yeah, going to Wichita. And uh, what what time? I, I should have looked. What time are you playing? Uh, we are playing 620 in Wichita. So I don't know what. I think it would probably be the same time in Minneapolis, 620 game. Now, are you guys 100% healthy now, ready to go? Absolutely, which is a great thing to be this time of the year. A lot of guys uh, knocked out uh, down the stretch for some teams, and we're at full strength, and that's definitely helped us on this run. And uh, your only way to get anywhere was to uh, was to win it, right, the Mountain West? Yep. Absolutely. Our backs were against the wall, so I think that's good. I think having to win games like that heading into the tournament helps with that momentum that it's a one-and-done situation for us. We weren't going to go as an at-large, uh, even though we ended up with 22 wins. Uh, our, you know, the, the, the power fives are dominating the at-large choice. Yep. If, you're, if you're 
below those Power Five conferences, the chances to get in are getting diminished. Like a St. Mary's had a magnificent yeah. year, and they don't go. And so, if you're not a Power Five, it's getting harder and harder to get into the event. And one last thing, Brian, uh, what's the recruiting class look like? You got some kids coming in? Yeah, we signed uh, two really good bigs, two six ten bigs that uh, we're excited about, and took a good another good guard from that uh, Inland Empire area, the Riverside area, and and. Uh, Looks like it, the future is still going to be pretty bite, bright for Aztec basketball in the years to come. Hey, good luck uh, in the tournament, Brian. Thank you. Thanks, Patrick. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, Brian Dutcher, uh, Jim's son, of course, and the first-year coach at San Diego State. They made an upset run through the Mountain West Conference to get in the tournament. Congratulations to him. Great guy, just like his dad. You're along for the ride with Roycey. Where do you think you're going? On 1500 ESPN. Now, on the ride with Roycey, let's hear the boys' daily complaints. Go, Manny! My daily complaint is my Vols did not win the SEC oh, tournament. Boo, boo. Oh, but I still well, love but, them. I hope but they do at least, well uh, on, at least honest Bruce Pearl got beat. That is true. Yes. Absolutely. Your How about you, Reavers? Uh, you know, I'm sick of you guys doubting my guy, non-roster catcher Bobby Wilson, who just jacked an opposite field two-run homer is off a, Tanaka, by the way. How do you like that catcher's body? Oh that my is God. what a catcher is supposed to look like. He's built like a garden football. I love it. I absolutely <laughs> it love it. All right, we will do this again tomorrow, and we will have guests on the Patriot Realty phone line. Absolutely. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Right now, get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton Shred. Accessories like non-slip grip resistance bands, a heart rate monitor, yoga blocks, and more. Take your workout to the next level with Peloton, motivation that moves you. Hurry, this limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.